I've also had clients bring the minis in their purses and they'll order like a Coke when they're out at the bar. And they'll put the rum that they put in their purse in that drink. So instead of paying $10 or $15 for the rum and Coke, they've only spent $3 for the Coke. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. That was Martini's and Your Money podcast host and my friend, Shannon McClay, giving us a sneak peek into her money tip. It's not just lattes that add up, people. It is Martini's and also rum and Cokes. You'll know what I mean later. Shannon is also the owner of The Financial Gym, which is rapidly expanding in New York and beyond. They run fantastic events that Shannon will tell us about. But first, to her money story in which we learn about a very ambitious 14-year-old Shannon who wanted to go beyond babysitting. Here is Shannon McClay. Shannon McClay, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Bobby. I'm so excited about your podcast. I know. Well, we have turned the tables now. It was about a year ago that I was on your podcast, Martinis and Your Money, which is awesome. We kicked back with some drinks. This is a PG-rated podcast, though. So just warning you. I can behave myself. I can do a podcast without drinking. (laughs) And congratulations. I was recently at the opening of your latest financial gym, which looks phenomenal. It's kind of like something out of a magazine. It looks so beautiful. I just want to go there just to hang, even if I don't talk about my money. But congratulations on all of that. Thank you so much. Thanks for being there, Bobby. Yeah. And and feel free to come out and hang whenever you want. Free Wi-Fi. And we have the money bar and just come hang out. And you know, you're and the door, the door is always open. List, listeners, if you're in New York, the door is always open to the financial gym. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But you brought with you a money story from when you were, ooh, a teenager of only 14 years old. Shannon, tell us what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if I was a typical teenage girl, but I used to babysit a lot to make money. And I was kind of tired of the babysitting thing. And I went to a bagel store with my mom. We walked in, there was a help wanted sign. And I think about this a lot. I have no idea why I mentioned the job to the person behind the counter because I was a very shy and insecure 14-year-old. I had really big glasses and um, it was definitely a big nerd and soft-spoken. But I saw Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) The power of being a theater geek, it really, I, I started doing theater not long after that in high school and I really started to come out of my shell. But yeah, I was um, very shy and insecure. But for some reason, I said, are you hiring? And it was, I didn't even have working papers yet. And yeah, because you're 14. I mean, are you allowed to work when you're 14, officially be on babysitting? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally not street legal, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they it was not totally legal. Um, But the guy behind the counter was like, he was this big, gruff Italian guy, was very like, I mean, totally to this with me. He said, you, you want a job? And I was like, sure. And he said, well, the job is from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's the morning shift because it was a 24-hour bagel store. Are you in school? Yes, I was in high school, but I was like going to work the weekend. He's like, it's on the weekend. Okay. And I looked at my mom. She's like, well, I'm not driving you. 
you know, at 6 a.m. in the morning to go work. And he said, the big gruff guy behind the counter said, well, where do you live? And I lived in the town next door. And he said, I live there too. I'll pick you up. Oh, okay. I'm like, different times, right, Bobby? Like, I can't believe my mother let me get picked up. So anyway, I guess I started working at the the bagel store. So I went to school during the week and I would get up at 5.30 on the weekends and work. It was my first, I say it's my first real job. I was paid in cash. Again, it wasn't totally street legal, but I, so I was off the books. Okay. Off the books. And it was the beginning of my real work schedule. And I think about it now, like how it just changed my life. First of all, it changed my life about making real money. Not, and not the babysitting is not real money, but you know, going out and doing that and earning that. Well, what was the difference in the pay? Can we be specific? What was the difference in the pay? Oh, significant. Yeah. I mean, I was making $4 an hour babysitting and the job paid me eight. The so double store paid me eight. and off the books. Both were off the books, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. And more hours because I was worked at the bagel store more than I babysat. You know, you babysit a few hours a night for somebody. Right. So yeah, it significantly increased my wealth at that point. And then I started paying for my own things. You know, I my mom was like, well, you make money now. So I started buying my own clothes. I paid for my prom. I paid for the down payment on my car, you know, my own gas. It just created this independence that, that started from 14. And, and beyond the independence, what I would say, the greatest... And biggest financial grown-up lesson that taught me is just the value of hard work. And it's something that carried me through to college. I worked full-time while I was in college, got a job on a trading floor right out of college, and now obviously starting the business. You know, I always tell people I'm never scared about my finances because I'm not afraid to work. And I'm not afraid to work because I started this like ethos or this, I ha- it's just in my veins. And it started from when I was 14, just always working. So what is your advice to our listeners? What is the lesson here? The lesson is the value of hard work. Really and truly, if you want anything in life, it's going to take work, but to not be afraid of it. Because the great thing about hard work, it's just like we use a lot of gym analogies at the financial gym and, and with money. And it's just like working out your body. If you commit to working out your finances, you're going to get results. You know, I worked extra at that job. I made more money. If people work more on their finances or take more shifts or more hours at whatever they're doing, they can jumpstart whatever their full goals are. I We have clients in the gym who, are, who we tell them you have to make more money because you're you there's only so much you can save and budget and when you've got student loan debt or other expenses there's only so much way you can rig- wiggle and work the numbers around you're just going to have to make more money and the clients look at us and just like they're like oh really like you know where are they going to find the time and i always say if you've got a weekend if you've got a night free you have all the time in the world you can pick up a side hustle i have clients who babysit i have 30 year old clients in manhattan who are babysitting to make extra money because they want to, you know, jumpstart their financial lives instead of living paycheck to paycheck or not going anywhere. And the clients I see who have really significant success at the gym are the ones who are working hard and they're not afraid to to work harder in their own job, in a side hustle, or leave their current job for a new one to make more money. So hard work. And it's hard because we're told to follow our passion, but if our passion doesn't pay or only pays okay, but not enough to increase the top line to reach our financial goals, it's tough to leave a job that seems like a great job that pays well, but not enough. 
it's tough. It's hard. And especially when you're looking for passion, I, I said, I, I'm fortunate that my passion and my finances have merged together, but we've got plenty of clients who, whose passion is definitely not the job that's paying the bills. But I always say like, you just have to be practical about it. Eventually though, there will be a time where your passion can consume more of your time. But until then, until you're financially healthy, you just have to work the job. I said, I was 33 years old before I had the idea for the financial gym. Until then, I was just working, you know, just doing my thing and making money. And that's sometimes what you have to do. But at least at that point, you know, when it revealed itself, I was able to make that change. All right. I am excited to hear your money tip. What can people learn from you that they can use right now? Okay, this is my money tip. I am a big fan of the... I'm afraid of what you're going to (laughs) say. I am a big fan. I'm a little scared, Shannon. I know. Here we go. The mini bottles of alcohol in a lot of different ways to save your life. So they are a great way to control costs. If you like a drink, they also are a great way to control your liver because you don't overserve <laughs> yourself. So, But wait, 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 wait. I think of those as, as so overpriced though, the mini bottles. Aren't we told like, don't go in the mini bar, don't take them. Yeah, at the mini bar at the hotel. No, no, I'm not talking about the mini bar at the hotel. Of course, those are overpriced. I'm talking about the mini bar like at your local liquor store where the bottles are about a dollar each. And you buy a handful of them. I advise if you're going out with friends to bring a few in your purse or your your briefcase or something like that to pregame before you go out because that'll save you on drinking when you go out places. I've also had clients bring the minis in their purses and they'll order like a Coke or uh, oh, you know, Coke no. when they're out at the bar <laughs> and, they'll put, <laughs> and they'll put the rum in uh, that they put in their purse in that drink. So instead of paying $10 or $15 for the rum and Coke, they've only spent three dollars for the coke but also at home there's so many practical uses for <laughs> wait so just wait, wait wait pause for one minute so they're spiking their own drinks just to be clear yeah okay all right yeah. go on so at home oh <laughs> at home i want to hear more yeah and then at home you know at, at home it prevents you from over drinking until you come home from work you just want one of those it's obviously better to drink at home than out at bars because it's cheaper and you know one of those little mini bottles is, you know, a dollar's worth of fun. It's portion controlled, as you say. Exactly. You can also pack them with you when you travel. I haven't actually tried to get them through the airport because I usually check bags, but I'll sometimes put them in my check bag too, because like if I'm traveling again, I don't want to go into the hotel mini bar, but I've had a long day and I want to have something to drink. I will like grab a club soda from the bar downstairs at the hotel and like put my vodka in when I get back to the room. Good stuff, Shannon. So many many great ideas (laughs) all about saving money. Tell us more about what's going on this spring at the financial gym. I am so excited about the spring of the financial gym, April financial literacy month. We are doing every day. We have something going on. We're kicking off the road to financial wellness at the financial gym. This month we have Lola, the women's money retreat happening at the financial gym in April. We have on 420, Weedonomics is happening at the gym. I mean, we are talking about everything money related in April. It's all free too. We usually charge for our events at the gym unless you're a member, but because uh, we want it to be financially frugal and fit for everyone for Financial Literacy Month, every event at the gym in April is free. Well, everyone should stop by if they are in New York 
And of course, listen to Martinis and Your Money for more money tips, especially related to alcohol. <laughs> Shannon, where can people find you on the web, on social media, all that good stuff when they're sober? Yeah, <laughs> they can find me on Instagram at the Shannon McClay or at the Financial Gym or financialgym.com to learn about more about the Financial Gym. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Bobby. So I'm still recovering a bit from Shannon's tip, but she actually makes a really good point. And I think the guests are really bringing it. I feel like every episode we get even more creative with our money tips. So financial grown-up tip number one, I'm going to just agree with Shannon and extend her advice. Smaller is often better when it comes to things that we both eat and drink. If you want to save money and don't want to give something up, just order it in a smaller size. Some places like For example, even an ice cream store will fool you by calling something a small. So you think you're getting the small and you feel good about it, but really the small is labeled kid's size. Try it. They'll usually give it to you even if you're not a kid. In fact, Starbucks, the advertised smallest size is a tall, but in fact, they also have something called a short. So it's eight ounces versus the tall is 12 ounces. And eight ounces, I mean, think about it. When we're told to drink a glass of water, eight ounces is a normal glass of water. So eight ounces is a pretty normal size of coffee. They've also experimented, by the way, with uh, Starbucks, with things like minis. They have mini frappuccinos seasonally. So you can ask for it. Let me know how it goes. Financial grown-up tip number two, all kidding aside, most people that want to improve their finances, like the ones that go to the financial gym, are not blowing all their cash on big nights out on the town. They just have basic expenses that aren't being met by the right amount of top line income. So while you can look for ways to cut back, ultimately, as Shannon points out, considering new income streams or increasing the income streams that you have is a good thing. I myself have multiple income streams. It is so cliche to say, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. And if you can have more than one basket, all the better. Thanks for sharing this time with us. I hope you feel the time was well spent. If so, please consider taking a few minutes and writing a review on Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be in touch. I am on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, Instagram at Bobby Rebel One. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed Shannon's story and that we all got one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.